This show is very not safe for work. The works being read do not represent the views of the hosts or guests. This show is a roast and should not be taken seriously. Thank you, Master. Thank you so much. Master craddles his face and he leans into it again, dazed. Craddles? <laughs> Dreidels! You made them out of clay. <laughs> <laughs> and when they're trying, ready, yo, dreidel, I will play. Ever tried to play strip dreidel? Doesn't work so well. I've never played with a dreidel. You'll roll a nun, so that way everybody gets naked, and then you'll roll a hay, so everybody has to put on half their clothing. It's cumbersome. Have you played strip dreidel? Moving on. <laughs> well, you see, in order to play strip dreidel, one needs to have a dreidel. And friends. <laughs> <laughs> and people who are willing to take their clothes off in front of you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look up rules for strip dreidel. You spin it and it lands on something. And I'm like, shit, I can't read Hebrew. <laughs> it's Friday Night Fan Fiction, Season 11, Super Hilarious, Mega Funny, Intro Bumper, or whatever. Why are we reading about Binky Circumcision? Do you want to read about Binky Circumcision? No, I don't want to read about Binky Circumcision. That I will at least give you. I'll make sure not to touch that tender subject. Circumcision? Well, I mean, if you get a circumcision after being a baby, it can be quite tender. Yeah, I don't think I have that problem. If anybody's got weird dick problems, it's you, Steve. It was a play on where... Okay, let me just get my shit started. Yeah, you should probably already be recording. Uh, I'm not. You should be. Yeah, you should be. Why should I? Because I already said funny things. That's okay. I can still make them work. Note to self, don't actually need to make it work. Just appease him for now. He'll never know. I do listen to the show, unlike David. <laughs> oh, he did listen the other day, and he called me out for not doing a thing. I said that now I'm recording. Val, are you recording? Yes, I already said I was. I'm just checking. Yeah, you're the one who wasn't recording. It's Sean, you're Sean. How many times have I not been recording? I said, Sean, you're Sean. How many times has Sean been Sean? Sean's been Sean his entire life, at least. Maybe even more. I mean, there have been times when we called you different names, so maybe you've been the other people. I've always been Sean at heart. All right, well, we're on the air a minute early. We've got all the shit that we need to have a good time tonight, except I don't have the links ready yet. And I haven't added any page breaks, but it's all right. It's impressive how many people we've managed to not run away. What you're saying is I need to start banning more people. No, no. It mm, feels right right now. <laughs> Ban people for a reason, though. Don't make it just senseless banning violence. Oh, there will be reasons. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. This is Friday Night Fan Fiction. I'm your host, Steve-O, at least until Logan decides to ban me, which may or may not be right now. I'm not sure. Server muting immediately. <laughs> Can you server mute me? Uh, let's see. Speak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all right. Well, I'm removing I that. I am removing that power. No, no, don't don't get rid of it. <laughs> I'm removing you being able to mute the admin. I am an admin. No, there's only one the admin. The super admin. Yeah, no, yeah. you're the super admin. I'm just an admin. There needs to be a hierarchy here. There needs to be ranks so that you cannot mute the super admin. Uh, you know what I say to that? 
Don't you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it's a Friday Night Fan Fiction. As I said, I'm Steve-O. Logan is Logan. Val is Val. Sean is Sean. At least for most of his life. Maybe. We haven't determined if that is correct or not, but we will shall see. Or maybe we'll just ask the fanfic writers on Archive of Our Org to come up with some consensus. Archive of Our Org? Archive of Our Orgasm. Isn't that what it's called? No. No. Would you keep a cum log? Would I keep a cum log as in, like, come onto a log? Is this like the cum box? <laughs> or are you, like, am I cum journaling? Or is it a cum log? Well, it's cum journaling, but now I'm debating whether or not you just list, like, when you come, or you have to also describe the cum. I have to describe what I come to, and, like, the way it looked. You describe how the cum is, its consistency, the volume. I gotta have more context. Gotta know what I nutted to, when I <laughs> nutted, when was the last time I nutted. Yeah. Is there blood or not? Yeah, how much blood is in it? What the f- Do you need picture evidence? A cum scrapbook? You make a chart. I feel like we're rapidly veering into very different territory so here. So I found Diary of a Cum Slut on Amazon, and then there's also a Cum Diary and The Cum Diary on Twitter. Hang on. All right, you know, let's read Love Makes Bucky Oh, Cum Diary 2017, 184 picks on X Hamster. Great. Great. Oh, 2020 has 110. Oh, damn. It's the second to last episode. I'm not staying on this tangent. Aw. This is Love Makes Bucky Dilate by Van Nassa. Summary. Bucky gets pulled over by Officer Steve. This is our next to last episode of the season, and we are taking the summer off, but I can talk more about that later. Starting us will be Logan, because he wanted to read this. Yay. Love Makes Bucky Dilate. Summary. Bucky gets pulled over by Officer Steve. Chapter one. Chapter one. Page two. It was actually just really lame. And stupid how Bucky even got himself a concussion. He was in his apartment's little kitchen, whipping up a batch of the old family secret recipe chocolate chip cookies for himself. All because he'd just had a breakup and was kind of sick of moping in bed by the end of the week. So really, it had been a pretty rotten week already. He was in his kitchen, whipping the batter real hard and good. Maybe swinging his hips to... GRL's ugly heart on repeat. Dear Cumlog, I came in the batter today. And a little bit of batter flies out of his bowl, which is fine. He'll clean it up later. No, you clean it up right now, you dirty bitch. If you don't clean it up, you might slip and fall. Except that he forgets it's there, and when he takes a step towards the <laughs> counter, <laughs> oh it goes God, all slow-mo like in a movie. Bucky's batter gets flung backwards out of his hands. His feet slide apart until he's kind of stuck in a force split and he knocks his head real hard on the edge of the counter. Jean-Claude Van Damme did it better in Time Cop. (laughs) Well, this sucks, he thinks, before he blacks out for a little bit. When Bucky comes to, his head is throbbing and the lights hurt his eyes. He makes a mental note to revise his cum log. (laughs) (laughs) Came 40 times while blacked out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the oh, batter is his jizz. Everything in the batter is his jizz. Mm-hmm. It is baby batter. But he knows he's got to get himself to a hospital, and there's no one around to keep him from falling asleep with what he's pretty sure is a concussion. So he stumbles to his keys, stumbles to his door, 
and then nearly falls over many, many times to get to his car. Ow, 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 ow. He takes a few moments to catch his breath in the car. Off he goes, turning out of his apartment blocks car park and into the streets of New York. He somehow makes it to the highway, probably because the roads are so full of traffic he can't exactly swerve. Once Bucky reaches the highway, though, he gets the feeling that he's in trouble. There's space to swerve. And with his head spinning the way it is, he's probably swerved all over the place, and he's actually slightly relieved when he hears the siren behind him. Sir, are you aware you're masturbating without your cum log while driving? Oh no, I forgot my cum log at home. (laughs) Bucky pulls over at the side and digs out his wallet. Whatever the cop needs, it'll be in there. He can't quite focus at the moment. There is a tap on his window, and he pulls himself together enough to roll down the window and smiles as innocently as he can at the cop, whose golden hair is... Wow, is he glowing? That's just a ratathor. (laughs) (laughs) Bucky's looking at this big, beefy, blonde, beautiful beefcake. Yay, alliteration. He smiles even wider at the angel cop whose really tasty-looking pink lips are moving, and oh, he's talking to me. You know, in the process of getting said concussion, he knocked out a few teeth and doesn't realize it. So he's smiling with a bunch of bloody gaps. Eyes are dilated. Are you high? What? Bucky just stares. You look like a stripper, he says. The cop (laughs) leans down and takes a whiff. Have you been eating pot brownies? I smell chocolate. In his adult state, Bucky really doesn't want this beautiful avenging angel getting the wrong idea about Bucky. He shakes his head. And that's a really bad idea because his head hurts even more and makes him groan. And now the beefy beefcake is looking at him with concern in his cornflower blue eyes. Even his eyes are perfect. What? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, blue corn. (laughs) Have you never had blue corn chips? I did. I've had blue corn chips. I don't. They're made from blue corn. Steve, blue corn is a real thing. So blue corn to blue corn flour to blue corn chips. Yes. And then straight into Officer Steve's eyes. Yes. There we go. Even his eyes are perfect. Sir, are you all right, sir? Whoa, there's a really nice and warm hand on his shoulder now. And Bucky wonders, what did it be like to get those giant paws all over him? Officer, don't you know... That your pupils dilate by 45% when you see someone you really, really, really like. I couldn't tell with your erect penis out. Bucky is delighted and kind of distracted by the faint pink that brushes across the cop's cheeks when he misses the start of the officer's sentence. Concussion? Uh, No, thank you. I've already had enough this life. How many concussions have you had? I'm not as thick as you drunk I am. I believe one and a half, but I'll have to go back and check. There's no such thing as a half concussion. <laughs> I'll find a way. We have a request from Wooly in the patrons chat. Speaking of cum log, how's the Sidewinder going? We haven't had an update in a while. Um, Progress on the Sidewinder is not progressing very quickly. <laughs> I think he gave up. No, no. Oh, no. I'll never give up. He's on hiatus. Are we talking like... The movement of tectonic plates slowly, or... Well, no, I just haven't gotten back to it after getting my colonoscopy. How did that go? Didn't I tell you I had seven polyps removed? I vaguely recall that, but again, the one and a half concussion, so give me some slack. Next up is Val. Okay. Well, 
He's committed to pretending he's just in love with this stripper cop, which he kind of is, to be honest. And sober Bucky would smack him if he was here because consent is really important. Yes, it is. And Kunkas Bucky has just leaned in for a kiss. Before moving on, how many of you have seen male cop strippers in person? It, it's uh, a no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's correct. So that's a no from Sean, a no from Logan, and a no from Val. I saw that one episode of Friends where Danny DeVito played a stripper cop. Oh, I've seen a stripper cop live in person at somebody's 21st birthday party. Of course you have. Yeah, I have pictures. Lots and lots of pictures. Him and the other person that I know who does do that all kind of look like Chris Evans. Well, there you go. Yeah, go ahead, Val. Asterisk. Steve is feeling a little shocked at the moment. A few minutes ago, he and Sam were in the cruiser following the car that couldn't seem to pick a lane. This is Sam's fault. Sam made him get out of the car to write up the hardened criminal because Sam says, I see, I go, but you see, you go. Sam also says that he'll kill you if you try anything with Frodo. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so Steve has to go because he saw the cute brunette with a serious case of bedhead. It's still Sam's fault. Right now, he's got his lips pressed against the cute brunettes and his brain is jumping from surprise to pleasure to guilt because he's got his mouth on the cute guy who is very clearly not in control of his own mind. <laughs> Though he would really like to ask him out on a date, that is, if he was sober and Steve wasn't trying to do his job. <laughs> Sir, I understand that you kissed me because of the pot brownies or the concussion, but I'm going to need you to get your tongue out of my mouth now. The concussion brownies. <laughs> the cum-cushion brownies. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls away reluctantly and feels like a total tool for even thinking about himself before the guy who probably isn't aware that Steve felt sparks from a chast kiss from a random stranger. Chaste. Whatever. Chast. Chaste. Chasta. Jesus, he was pathetic. Steve Rizzolini. Thanks, Shao Kahn. You're, you're welcome. Steve resolutely doesn't look at Sam. He drags his eyes away from pickin', pickin', yes, pickled, <laughs> huh, pinkened lips and tries to keep them somewhere above the poor guy's ear. Um, num, 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 num. Sir, you are not safe to drive this vehicle. May I see your license? The cute guy pouts and hands him a wallet, which Steve absolutely does not find cute or endearing. But he does raise a brow at the guy because people don't usually hand him a wallet when he asks for a license. Sir, this is a wallet. I asked for your license. Ding, 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 ding! Correct! What did he win? A wallet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Great, an expired condom and a library card. Thanks. The only person I know who could do anything with a wallet, an expired condom, and a library card is fucking MacGyver. Uh, he can't quite keep the confusion out of his tone. Cute guy sighs. Yeah, I know. He wets his lips. But my head really hurts, and I can't quite focus on anything right now. Except that he's slurring a little, starting to sway. So Steve makes the executive decision to manually unlock the door and gently manhandle the brunette out. <laughs> Asterisk. Hottie Cop finally asks to see his license, and Bucky just pushes his wallet in those capable looking hands, at least what he can see through a spinning vision. He says something about his head hurting, though he isn't sure because this thong... Thong? His thong? Thong, 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 thong. Feels thick in his mouth, and he thinks he might be shaking or falling or something. And then suddenly, his door is open, and the officer is carefully supporting out him out of the car, and wow, manhandling kink. 
the last person I ever saw have a concussion started talking about their mother. The typical, like, no, mom, let me go to sleep. I had one person talking in circles. Yeah, that's usually what happens. Yeah. And then there's two hot officers, the Avenging Angel one and the real nice chocolate is totally his favorite food one. Oh. Hmm. He's a little confused, although it's nice that they are both towering over him because he is so down for that, but maybe when his head doesn't hurt so much. Bucky can't really hear much over the ringing in his ears, but Angel Cop looks like he's saying something, so Bucky does his best to nod. Ugh, tinnitus is a bitch. Yeah. And then they are both lifting him up, and he's suddenly in the car alone and in the passenger seat already buckled in. Foggily, he registers blonde officers. Fuckily. <laughs> Foggily, fuggily, fuggily. Uh, Foggily, he registers blonde officer getting into the driver's seat, and he asks, where are we going? Brief interjection with a uh, naked opinions question, because we did ask a lot of food-related stuff in the past. What is your favorite food, Sean? I don't even know. I feel like we've answered this one. I don't think so. I don't recall food. I know we've had drink like twice, yeah, but we I don't recall drinks, food. Yeah, we favorite not favorite foods. It's okay. It's easy. It's chocolate for me. Okay. Although cheese is pretty good. Logan, what's yours? Uh, Reuben sandwich. Really? Yes. For me, it's poutine. How bland. And yes, I know. That's like a cop-out answer, but I don't care. All right, next page is me. Hottie Cop says something and pats his arm reassuringly. Bucky just nods. Oh, he's knocking nails. He honestly has no idea what's happening, but he's suddenly really sleepy, which almost makes him snap at Hottie Cop. Hottie Cop keeps nudging him awake, even though Bucky doesn't have to drive anymore. He thinks that's really inconsiderate of Hottie Cop as he tries to bat away those big paws. When, when they finally reach their destination, Bucky gasps in wonder. That's exactly where he meant to go. How did Hottie Cop know? He lets Hottie Cop guide him as he clings to those shoulders. <laughs> okay, clinging to shoulders. He's just giving him a fucking piggyback ride. <laughs> Hottie Cop smells real nice. And Bucky smooshes his face into that broad chest to breathe in that wonderful scent. Mm. Someone shines a light into his eyes and feels for a bump on his head, which sends sharp pains lancing through his skull, and Bucky can't stifle his whimper. <coughs> Hottie Cop sits with him and puts a comforting arm around Bucky, though, so he thinks maybe it's not so bad. They keep talking about, like, his big fucking paws, so... Instead of, like, big head mode for NBA Jam, it's just big hand mode. <laughs> and they're the size of fucking skillets. Oh, it's DK mode from uh, GoldenEye. You know, I never actually played GoldenEye. Wait, really? Yes. That's surprising, considering you yeah. play all the old not-so-good games. I played, like, two rounds of GoldenEye multiplayer, and both of them were power weapons, and I was odd job, and I got yelled at. Why'd you get yelled at? Because, because I was, it was odd, odd job. job. Yeah, that's what. That's exactly why. You don't play his fucking odd job. Odd job's my favorite character from like James Bond. I didn't fucking know. <laughs> I never played with any of the cheats on or anything, and I also hated it because I was so used to playing with a keyboard and mouse that first-person shooters on console just sucked. Most of them. I mean, first-person shooters on console did suck back then. Yeah. They're vastly yeah, inferior to things like Quake and Unreal. It was their small window into a much larger world. Like when Luke was given the lightsaber by Obi-Wan, only it was a controller and the controls were shit. 
And he pointed it directly in his face, yeah. <laughs> and that's how Bucky got his concussion. Yeah. Anyway, Sean, I still hope you're thinking about what your favorite fucking food is. I don't have one favorite food. Liar. I just have a lot. Do you have a favorite food type? Stuff that goes in my mouth. <laughs> you know what? Let's just go pizza. Let's just go with pizza. Pizza is fine. There. It's a cop out. Absolutely. Well, okay. What kind of pizza, Sean? And it doesn't need to be like toppings. Are you talking regular or deep dish or thin crust? Just regular. I will accept that. I haven't had Detroit, but not bad. <laughs> Bucky gets taken to a private room for observation where no one will let him just sleep. It's not fair to put him in a bed and then wake him up every hour or so. And Hottie Cop isn't there to provide him company anymore. Bucky understands that cops have to do their duty. Cops would not do this. No, they take no. him right to the jail. Cop would put you in a fucking chokehold until you die because you have a concussion. Because a cab. Yep, a cab. If you have any doubt as to which way this podcast supports, despite the fact that one of them works for a fucking police station. <laughs> to be fair, he works for the IT department at the police station. He still right. dislikes working for the police. Again, a slippery slope. Just as slippery as that batch of cum brownies that Bucky was working on when he slipped and fell. Back to the not-choke-holding hottie cop. He sure ain't thrilled about hottie cop leaving him behind. He's surprised, though, when miraculously he feels a little better after resting in the hospital where no one will let him sleep, and hottie cop comes back in jeans and a t-shirt. Hey, uh, talk to the nurse, he says. You're free to go as long as you have someone to watch you, and make sure you don't sleep for too long. Hottie Cop scratches his neck and a blush colors his cheek. Why does he half sound like Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> Just don't sleep too long. <laughs> it's a normal person either doing their, Sylve their Sylvester Stallone impression or trying to sound tough. Their chin is down to their solar plexus and they're trying to sound like menacing or confident. Our concussion has me sleepy. <laughs> I'm going to lay back down now. All right. <laughs> Should he be sleeping? Absolutely not. <laughs> er, do you have anyone to call? Bucky doesn't. Becca on an exchange program, eh? In Greece. And his parents just went off on a tour in Southeast Asia. They are currently in Singapore. <laughs> Thanks for that specific point. He could call Nat, but Nat had a double shift and he sure as hell wasn't calling his ex back. I, uh, I don't have anyone available, actually. Bucky cringes internally. He sounds like such a loser with no one to call. Same. No. <laughs> All right, there's another bingo space drink for Sean's depressing comment of the night. It's just a free space. That's not already on there. I haven't looked at the bingo sheet in like seven seasons, so I have no fucking idea. Well, Woofy's not here to post it for us, so. All right. Wolfie, when you listen to this in post, please come and give us the latest iteration of the bingo sheet. And give us your cum log. Please tell them that playing as odd job is not bad or illegal. Because it's totally fine. You no, it's not. He wouldn't be selectable as a character if it weren't okay. Incorrect. But they made him too short. You can't hit him. I had a friend growing up. Just one. Who, when we played Mortal Kombat... I would get him in the corner and constantly low sweep him. 
and he would yell at me and say, that's not allowed. And I would say, but it's in the game, so it has to be allowed. That's how it fucking works. That guy should just pluck low. But <laughs> I don't know. Do you not find it annoying when I play uh, Denali Workhouse in Unreal no, Tournament? No, I, I actually don't. It gives me more of a torso to shoot at. I also always play as Denali Workhouse. Am I just an asshole? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, we're fucking workout players. <laughs> at least when it comes to video games. Yes, absolutely. I need to go back to that picture we have at my fucking townhouse from 10 years ago now, Logan. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Logan's getting old like the rest of us. Of you and me, the, the Garber, Garber Bros. Bros, and retitle it Nolly Workhouse for Life. <laughs> Denali Workhouse for Life. That's all right, Honey Cup says. Everybody should play as Nolly Workhouse. No, I could. I could watch you sleep. I mean, watch your sleep. There's this deepening blush stating his cheeks, and Bucky is so in love. Um... I've got the next two days off. It'll be no trouble at all. Hottie Cop clearly thinks Bucky needs convincing, and Bucky wants to giggle at how adorable Hottie Cop is right now. I don't even know your name, he says, and Hottie Cop goes pink again. It's Steve. I'm Steve. Rogers. <laughs> Sentence fragments. He clears his throat. Steve Rogers. I'm Sean. Spelled this way. No, this way. No, this way. Do you get mad at people misspelling your name? No, I understand. I don't know that people do spell my name incorrectly, like, ever. Well, I know there's, like, there's one other way to spell Valerie, right? There's several ways to spell Valerie. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, like, 19 different ways to spell Sean, some of them with multiple silent consonants. Yeah. Especially when it comes from France, (laughs) for some reason. I would imagine that there's very few interactions you get. Well, I don't know what your clientele is like outside of the Australians that come and work. Do you typically get a lot of international people visiting? Some, but we usually get like people who are working all Fuck up here you, already. Fuck you, Steve-O is not spelled Fatifin. <laughs> that is not how it works. <laughs> I'm going to finish my fucking page now. Bucky grins wide. Call me Bucky. He hops off the bed and let Steve steady him when he wobbles. Well then, take me home, Steve Rogers. Country roads. <laughs> take me, Fatifan. <laughs> Dodge Caravan. Dodge- <laughs> a few days later, Bucky is feeling much better. There's still a bump on his head, but he gets to sleep through without anyone prodding him awake now. So he goes and bakes his cookies again. This time, they aren't for him. He takes two whole batches of chocolate chip cookies, minus one because he couldn't help himself, to the precinct where Nat works. Nat, who didn't tell him that Steve was her colleague, the terrible friend. Sean, you're the only one who hasn't read, right? Correct. All right, go for it. He blushes slightly when he asks for Steve. I'm getting very mad at these inappropriate spellings of my name in the patron's chat. (laughs) (laughs) This is... And the dark-skinned cop, whom he vaguely remembers, smirks and yells for Steve. No, it's Fative. Fative. <laughs> he blushes a little harder. Steve pops up from a room and goes, What's up, Sam? As muck- Mucky, as Bucky's mouth dries, <laughs> he was too concussed to appreciate a man in uniform before, but he certainly isn't now. 
weird spacing. Oh, hey, Bucky, Batif says when he sees Bucky standing there with his mouth open like some gormless idiot. Bucky thinks he might still be concussed because his brain still isn't working right. And he stands there long <laughs> enough that Steve flushes and shuffles Sorry. his feet Those awkwardly. so many illegal consonants in that fizz. Jesus Christ. P-H-T-E-P-H-E-N-P-H. No! And I buy a vowel? Daddy people. I'm not a pharaoh! Stop this! Steve, it's what's for dinner. Come up with more creative ways to spell Logan since he said nobody's ever misspelled his name. Pretty easy, you know. I mean, even if it's easy, it will get the attention off from me. <laughs> it just says laughing. <laughs> laughing. Yeah, add an N and a silent E to the end of that. <laughs> Logan. Maybe even a schwa. <laughs> That's at least, like, phonetically that makes sense. Logan. <laughs> I- I'm now dreading the fucking patrons list this episode. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to it. Logan. <laughs> Logan. Logan. Where was I? <laughs> Reading all of the misspellings of Logan. <laughs> hey, he finally croaks out. Steve waves shyly and Bucky wants to die. Hi, Buck. He clears his throat. Are you okay? Did you just choke? For you, he says, thrusting the package of cookies into Steve's chest. Well, thank you for choking for me, Sean. I'll give you cookies. Thanks. Steve wets his lower lip with his tongues. With his tongue? Multiple tongues? Yeah, apparently. (laughs) He's a snake now. Uh, And Bucky watches hungrily. You made these? It takes him a few seconds to respond. Too busy watching Steve's mouth. Yeah. From scratch, for you. Bucky is so embarrassed of himself right now because seriously, pathetic much? This is very high school. And Steve is turning from pink to red with how much he's blushing. He vaguely hears and oh my god, from Sam. Look at her butt, Becky. It's so big. And that oh, song passes the Bechdel test. Oh my god, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> But he's too busy staring at Steve. Go out with me, he blurts. Please, I will do anything. I'll bend over right now. I'll spell Logan in a way that has never been pronounced by man. (laughs) And there's another, oh my god, from somewhere in the precinct. I can't not do that, it's just how it goes. So ingrained into our... uh, Our cultural consciousness. That, yep. Wait, or a gel... (laughs) (laughs) Origel the Barbarian I need more wine Yes, Steve says And his fingers twitch Like he wants to touch Bucky Bucky is totally down for that (laughs) Twelve upon ten ready He steps closer and Steve doesn't move away So he cups Steve's jaw And leans in There's still a tiny gap between their lips And Bucky waits with soft Abated breaths and then you have someone coming up with a finger and going... He wants badly to kiss Steve, but he also wants Steve to kiss him back. So he waits and waits and waits. Forever. And waits, and Steve still hasn't come back with his wine. Nope. Steve doesn't disappoint. He closes <laughs> the distance and their lo- lips touch. He doesn't hear the muttered, finally, or see money exchanging hands. 
and Sam gleefully reliving, yeah, reliving Steve of his yeah. cookies. He's too busy memorizing the softness of Steve's lips and the heat of from his skin to even care. There's a fleeting brush of Steve's tongue and Bucky parts his lips. He wants Steve licks into his what the fuck is with his writing now? Steve licks into his mouth and Bucky nearly swoons. I'm swooning. Oh, Stibs. Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. We have a wine on the counter that's called Treasure Hunter, but part of it was covered by a bottle of Kraken. And when I glanced over at it, I thought it said Treasure Nut. Wow. What happens when you go on vacation and bring your cum lock? Treasure nutting. I don't even want to imagine what it looks like. Probably for the best. Does it include a lot of sand? Oh, no. <laughs> it gets everywhere. It oh. does. <laughs> Instead, he gives Steve a gentle suck. And suddenly, the warm hands on his hips tighten into thick arms around him. <laughs> the warm satellite dish-sized hands. <laughs> he shifts, testing the strength of Steve's arms, and they tighten even more deliciously. Bucky can feel the blood in his body rushing south. Capitalized, too. Good for yeah. that. And when he shifts minutely. Minutely. Uh, minutely, he feels Steve's length pressing hotly against his thigh. Pressed. Pressed hotly against his thigh. Pressed like a panini, baby. He whimpers. Ah, oh, get my dick out of the panini grill. No. Steve pushes a thigh between his and Bucky's, and Bucky moans at the feel, a thick muscles pressed against his cock. He starts humping Steve's leg. Get the spray bottle. <laughs> get the cum they log. Get, uh, <laughs> There's a little <laughs> tiny one with the paw on it for dogs. <laughs> God damn it. They get hollered at to go to get a room by Steve's boss, Nick Fury. Bucky is too happy and turned on to be embarrassed. Clint and Sam tried to eat all the cookies, but Nat takes them away for herself. Bucky doesn't care, because he can make more for Steve. And Steve is smiling blindingly at Bucky. Circling back around to Logan. Revising the definition, Treasure Nut is like the most exotic place you have nutted. The most exotic place? If you went on vacation and climbed Mount Everest, nutting the top of it, would be a treasure nut. I see. Steve, the back of a Volkswagen is not a treasure <laughs> nut. <laughs> I've never been to Germany, but I've been in a German car. Does that count? <laughs> Chapter two. In many different ways. How long is this? It's pretty long. It's another uh, six pages. Nine, yeah. 11, 12, Lemon 12 on a pages. Pair. Are we past the funny part? We haven't had them actually fuck yet. Do we want to read them fucking? No, not really. Okay. Then let's go and read about Star Wars and the Chipmunks. All right. <laughs> Nobody mentioned the cum log during this innocent, sweet, completely non-corrupted story. All right. Star Wars Aftershock. Summary. A one-shot written in response to my friend Noah's story, Star Wars Aftermath. Uh, fate of Altanest. And Simon after Order 66. But you said this was about fucking the chipmunks. It is. It is. Okay. <laughs> he trusts me. He should never trust me. It was a dark, unusually quiet night in the famous 
man-made settlement known as Cloud City, a floating metropolis on the gas giant Bespin. It served as one of the last stops on the Corellian trade route. A short figure cloaked in navy watched as a rare neutralist freighter docked at the gas platform he hit on. Now I want to see a Jedi robe made entirely out of secondhand jorts. <laughs> okay. Come back, bastard. I love it. <laughs> As the workers turned their backs to load some Tabana gas, the figure snuck aboard the vessel and hid. It wasn't long before the ship was on its way again. As the freighter set a course for Munkin, Jedi Master Simon looked back on recent... Oh, I got it. Yep. Simon. Yep. Jedi Master Simon looked back on the recent events. He and his student-turned-partner... <laughs> uh, In the context of the other story, it, this is not sexual partner. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, is this supposed to be Alvin? Altonest? I just checked the story. There's a single instance of Alvin, and it's in the category section. So, yeah, let's just assume Altanest is Alvin. All right. Had survived the near destruction of the entire Jedi Order. They were receiving a shipment at the spaceport when Order 66 was issued and opted to flee rather than return to the temple. Anakin Skywalker led an attack on the aforementioned building soon after. Thankfully, the two were safely on a freighter headed to Corellia by then. It was on Corellia that Altanest felt something call out to him through the Force. Hesitantly, the two split up, leaving C to finish their <laughs> uh, intended trip to Munkin alone. I know it's supposed to be Sai, but I agree with your pronunciation. Seaman. <laughs> That's not... It, the song does not go Alvin Seaman Theodore. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it goes Altanest Seaman Meanwhile, Altanus snuck aboard a freighter headed down the Corellian run, his final destination unknown. Now, with Jedi throughout the galaxy being slain, this unexpected separation revived old feelings inside of Seaman. <laughs> you son. The new attachment was forbidden, but he couldn't shake these new, or rather old, emotions. Altanest paused as the freighter he was on landed in Tatooine's infamous Mos Eisley spaceport. This disturbance in the Force, one only he could sense, was somewhere in this dirty, abhorrent place, the armpit of the galaxy. Sneaking out of the hangar whilst no one was looking, he crept about the area until coming across another hangar guarded by two burly-looking men. Sensing a hut inside, he quietly executed them with his lightsaber and dragged their bodies out of sight. You don't fuck around with the chipmunks, apparently. Staying in the shadows, Altanus quietly entered the hangar and came upon a rage-induced scene. An old Munkin friend, <laughs> Theodore. <laughs> no, it's Theodore. Theodore. Theodore the Explorer was God! surrounded by mercenaries <laughs> and their vile leader, Jabba the Hutt. Behind him was the forest green freighter he used to travel the galaxy, gathering spices and other supplies for his restaurant. <laughs> Altanest had no idea why the young man had come to Tatooine, but clearly he had bothered the planet's resident, Slimeball, somehow. Noting that Jabba had chosen mercenaries of lesser skill than he'd have expected, Altanest drew his custom blaster rifle. Jew. Equipped with a foregrip and a customized sight, 
He had purchased the weapon shortly after becoming a knight. It was often hidden under his outer cloak, the strap made to resemble the belt of his Jedi robes. Crouching in a dark alcove with a fair line of sight, he took aim at the four mercenaries. Taking a deep breath, he steeled his nerves and opened fire. Within five seconds, two mercenaries were dead. This sounds like a really complicated tabletop where somebody needs to roll like 75 die in order to make a single attack. I've never played tabletop. Really? You've never played any tabletop games? Nope. Hmm. You need friends. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now I need to look up the most complicated tabletop. What's the one that lets you have a negative uh, anal circumference? I beg your pardon, sir. <laughs> I think that might be fate. I thought that was just Stevo. All right. Uh, within five seconds, two mercenaries were dead. A third fell as he took cover, and the fourth actually fired back before he was outshot. Jabba shook his head in utter disgust as Altaness walked into the hangar and stood by Theo's side. Leave my friend alone, Hut. He growled. Jabba all but laughed, a devilish smirk on his ugly, wrinkled face. Okay, do we want to continue this or move on? Well, we're not even at the chipmunks. These are the chipmunks. They, 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 these, these are, are the, the chipmunks. chipmunks. Oh. They just messed up their names to make them look like Star Wars characters. Okay. This is Simon, Alvin, and Theodore. I'm voting that we move on to Vol Voltron. I was going to say Voltron. sounds like a brand of super fancy, like, milk. Here's the next story. Reasons to walk into a mysterious forest with someone you know on over the communicator. Val, you're up. Summary. The war is over. Everyone is friends, and a few people have fallen in love. Though Kate won't admit that, at least not until he's actually gotten to spend some time with Lotor without the communicators being their only way to see each other besides the one-off missions that are so few and far between these days. That's a long sentence. Yeah, it's fatal is the RPG system. Where you can get a, a, a negative anal circumference. <laughs> yeah, fatal or fatal fate or whatever. Cyberpunk is also pretty bad from what I've yeah, read. Yeah, I saw Cyberpunk being mentioned. The chance comes when Lotor suggests they take a break from their post-war works to spend a week on the planet that's all about those trees and flowers and... Tentacles? Keith smiles, watching Lotor laugh himself to bending over, shoulders trembling and voice loud on the other side of the communicator. He loves watching him laugh or smile. He loves knowing that Lotor can feel like himself around Keith. He loves Lotor in general, really, even though he hasn't said it yet. But he will. Lotor finally regains some composure, takes a deep breath, and lets it out. That was far too amusing. Keith shrugs. <laughs> I looked up most complicated game and it says Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Technically, Magic the Gathering does have, by far, I think, the most different things. I played Hassle the Darkening once. <laughs> <laughs> and then another thing mentions Dwarf Fortress because, of course... It's just confusing more than anything. Dwarf Fortress is not confusing. It's very confusing. What's confusing about it? You can totally tell what it says. I can look at it and understand it. My ADD makes it suck too much. You need to get the H upgrade. No, Steve-O <laughs> has it and doesn't help. Only one of us needs to have unlimited energy because sometimes I don't know what to do with it. Memorize all of the ASCII in Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> Memorize all of the rules of the tabletop RPG fate. Fatal. Whatever. Key shrugs. On the contrary, I think it was just amusing enough to make you laugh like that, which is all I really care about. Lotor smiles and pokes the screen as if poking Kate's nose. You're an evil boyfriend. Perhaps, Keith admits, face softening. But only for you, though. 
Lothar's face softens and he lets out a sigh. Oh gods, I want to see you again so badly. I want to hold you close. Hear your heartbreak. Heartbreak? Heartbreak? <laughs> Heartbeat. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wasn't that a band? Oh wait, that's Hatebreed I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of Hatebreed. Yeah. Kiss your smiling face. Keith flushes and nods. Yeah, I do too. As in the wrong two. I miss you. Lothar hums. Is there any chance of getting a break together someday? Just the two of us on non-hostile ground, spending time together? Keith sighs. I'd kill for that chance, Lothar. I want to hear your laughs over something besides the communicator. I want to be able to run my fingers over your smile. I want to smell your ridiculously wonderful hair again. I want to read your cum, Lord. <laughs> I want to just spend some time relaxing together. Until that time comes, is there any chance of being able to help you find some relief? Lotor asks, a bit of a dangerous smirk coming onto his face. I don't normally prejudge people based on names, but I don't know if I could ever get aroused by somebody named Lotor. Meh. It just sounds like an acronym for a government-funded violence project. It's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> Lord, Lord of the original rings of the onion rings. The, yeah, so that would be yeah. the Cimmerillion then. The onion rings? I want dungeon <laughs> rings. A, <laughs> why does the show always make me hungry? You look particularly ravishing today, and well, it has been a bit of a while. He bites his lip as heat starts to spread to his core. I'd, uh, I'd like that, but I don't know if I'll be interrupted or not. And well, he flushes bright and feels the heat in his core spread further. Lotor notices. Oh, something on your mind, love? Keith nods shakily, licking his lips. Remember when you said that you'd like to know if I ever had any dreams about you? Well, I, uh, I had one. It was, uh, very heated and unusual. And uh, unusual in the way that made you uncomfortable? Lotor asks, eyes lighting up, posture showing, sewing, yes, showing interest. Keith swallowed, shaking his head. No, it was a good usual, really. Unusual. Eh. But no common or socially acceptable for most humans. No cum is socially acceptable for humans. Yeah. All must go to Logan. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lotor. We are the cum lord. Could I get you for your next birthday just a, like, very nice looking hardcover book? Maybe like a gilded gold leaf on the cover that just says in the fancy italics font, cum log. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Lotor grins. Is there any chance you could tell me the details? Keats shifted, trying to find some relief for his heart on. Well, Lotor notices the shifting and his grin grows wider. You may touch yourself as you speak. I want to know exactly what I did to bring such a reaction from a memory alone. Keith flushes more and starts playing with his dick, gasping shamelessly. We... We were... One retelling later, plus an orgasm for Keith and Lotor, the two were panting and trying to regain a hold on the of themselves. Now it's me. And you'd like this... But, pfft, <laughs> give me a second. And you'd like for this to come true? Lotor asks. I would like the cum log to come true. <laughs> <laughs> Lotor asks, handing Stevo his somewhat sticky cum log. Hands shifting out of view obviously cleaning himself. Keith Pants, still sitting in his mess and so incredibly turned on. Yeah, but I... I'd want to be surprised. I don't want to know when it's going to happen. It'll probably take a while to forget this conversation and the dream. 
in order for my mind not to make the connection every time I see you. Lotor pouts slightly and nods. Perhaps there is something I could do to make you forget it more quickly? Keith blinks in surprise. Like what? Have you tried slipping on a batch of cookies and hitting your head on the floor? <laughs> Ever tried getting a concussion? Lotor hums. A hypnotist once taught me a few skills on how to remove someone's memories. All right, know what? No, I'm hanging up. Even more sketchy than the calls trying to sell me my car's extended warranty or saying that my social security's getting suspended. Come on, this looks like it has impreg. <laughs> It should work over the communicator. He said it more often than not depended on the person's willingness and strength of mind. Keith's eyes widen. Well, I'm very willing to give it a try, so why not? Lotor narrows his eyes. I'm sorry! Lotor just sounds like a big bad villain! He was. Logan, the next time you fucking read this... Do it as Dr. Claw, okay? Actually, you know what? Anytime there's a Lotor line, do Dr. Claw, because I can't fucking sound evil right now. No. Is it going to take the cum log to make you do this? Yes. Logan, will you do this for me as an IOU? Hmm. I suppose. Thank you. Goodness. And am I at a Lotor line? Yes. Lotor hums. A hypnotist once taught me a few skills on how to remove someone's memories. It should work over communicator. He said it more often than not depended on the person's willingness and strength of mind. Can you say in that voice, thank you for calling Miss Cleo, I will now read your fortune. Thank you for calling Miss Cleo. I will now read your fortune. <laughs> I love it. Keith's eyes widened. Well, I'm very willing to give it a try, so why not? Lotor narrows his eyes. Are you sure? Keith nods. Yeah. Do it, Lotor. Lotor is your new name, Logan. That's the new spelling for your name. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Lotor nods, closing his eyes. Very well, then. Keith smiles as he walks through the forest, holding Lotor's hand, traveling down the beaten path at their own pace, watching the sunlight filter through the leaves. Leafs. Yeah, it's leaves, not leaves. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Go Leafs! No. What, you don't like them either? Fuck no. <laughs> Jets fan, baby. Lotor squeezes his hand a little tighter, making Keith turn to find him smiling softly at him. Yeah, it's as peaceful as you are beautiful. <laughs> and your voice. I wonder what Dr. Claw's Tinder profile would look like. It's him petting his pussy. <laughs> Keith flushes and turns his head away. Oh, stop it. Lotor chuckles. Stop what? Staring into your wonderful eyes and wondering how much work the universe did to make them as beautiful as they are. Watching the way you move and wondering what reasons you have to feel so at ease with me. Imagining what will happen once we return 
through the cabin. Well, whenever you say stuff to me in that silky, smooth, angelic voice, you know I just kind of melt Lotor. Yes, take me to the cabin in the woods. <laughs> oh, no. Keith turns redder and smirks shyly. I don't see why what would happen in the cabin can't happen now. Lotor smirks and Keith feels his knees go weak. I'm in total agreement, my love. Say Bob's spaghetti. Mom's <laughs> spaghetti. Knees weak, arms sweaty. <laughs> At some point, you're going to come over and we're going to record Dr. Claw's version of um, 8 Mile, whatever the fuck the song is called. I don't know that song. Sean, what's the song called? It's not 8 Mile, it's from the 8 Mile soundtrack. It is, but I can't remember the name of the damn song. Is it Lose Yourself? I think it's Lose Yourself. Asking globally, even though this is going to be posted like three fucking weeks, what's the name of the Eminem song with Bob Spaghetti in it? Oh, I believe it is One Chance. <laughs> Keith bites his lip and wonders, Is now the time to tell him? He takes a shaky breath. Breathes. <laughs> Fuck! He takes a shaky breath. Lotor. Splat. Keith hisses. The hell? Lotor walks behind him. Is something wrong? I think I just got hit by a bug or something on my neck, Keith states. Lotor is silent for a couple of beats. Do, 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 do. Keith turns around. Lotor, what? Keith gasps. Lotor is looking at him like the cat who just got the cream. <laughs> Unfortunate. Heat pools into his core, and something deep, deep inside him tells him to follow Weir. That heat will take him. Listen to it no matter what. Obey it. Always. Keith looks around and finds a direction he needs to go. Lotor chuckles. I see it's found its intended targets. Sean, your turn. Also, I was right. It is lose yourself. All right, you can choose whether or not to keep contracted Dr. Claw on to do the voice. No, he can't. Keith feels a whimper tear through his throat. A moment of conflict staying here and demanding Lotor fuck him until he can't see straight for days or following the heat in his core to where he needs to be. Then Lotor takes his hand and starts leading him the same direction the heat is telling him to go. Keith follows more than willingly, panting like a dog as the heat travels all over his body, making his nipples stand, <laughs> his hole wet, his dick ache with need. My hole's wet! <laughs> Finally, they reach a clearing, and Keith's eyes widen at the sight that greets him. Tentacles. A tentacle plant monster thingy, which begins to reach for them as soon as they enter the clearing. Lotor wraps his arms around him, and Keith mules. The pressure so wonderful, so satisfying. Lotor scent encasing him. Oh, okay, Lotor scent. They meant to say, spell it scent, S-C-E-N-T. Yeah. But they, as in, like, you sent a postcard. <laughs> oh, I see. Making his head spin wonderfully, Lotor places his mouth on his ear. Drink your juice! Logan. What? 
Lotor places his mouth on his ear. I'm not doing it. Okay. <laughs> Read it your own damn self. <laughs> I thought you wanted to be the contract reader for Lotor. No, I said no. Oh. Do you want to stay? Do you want this creature to ravish you? To hold you and control you? Fill you with its seed? Make you bulgay like a pregnant bitch? <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, what a wonderful idea that sounded like. It would help him so much. And the heat inside him knows he needs this. He needs to do exactly what Lotor said. Keith mules and nods his head, trying to tear his clothes off. Yes, yes, please. Lotor chuckles and helps him with his cloths, taking off the shirt and binder. I thought you were going to say sheath. Mm, teasing Keith's chest mercilessly while Keith struggles to take his boots and leggings off, the pleasure making the action so difficult to concentrate on. But finally, Keith is naked, and the tentacles reach for him, taking him off Lotor and closer to the center, holding him in the air as if he weighs nothing. And also like he just don't care. <laughs> holding his arms and legs out wide, wrapping around and around, all the way up to his thighs and shoulders. They drip some kind of liquid and rub it into Keith's skin, making the heat grow faster, hotter, stronger, better. Every touch makes Keith keen, and he knows he's soaked, completely and utterly soaked. Didn't realize this story was sponsored by Super Soaker. Yeah, you know the one that jizzes out? Oh, the jizzer soaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, the SPF Jizz 1000. That's exactly what it is. Buy yours today at Walmart. Two more tentacles come for his chest and start playing with his nipples, sucking them, caressing them, dribbling all over his body and making Keith shout. Other tentacles come for his back and shoulders, caressing them as if in a massage, making Keith groan from the non-sexual but oh-so-welcome pleasure. Keith sees another tentacle come for his face, and he opens his mouth obediently. Desperate for something to suck on To make him moan and cry out He feels too much Oh, he feels too much Much smaller tentacles slip through his ears To his brain Come (laughs) This is just the come episode I don't have anything else to call it (laughs) I mean, you could just call it the come log Yeah (laughs) Parentheses part one of 9,000 Can we do 9,000 more episodes? Sure, why not? Yeah, let's do it. I was going to bring this up during the Patreon reading list, but if we were ever going to end this show, I know you hate the movie, Logan, but we would end this shit like how Kung Pao Enter the Fist ended with a preview of the next movie, and then it just never fucking happens. No, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yeah, we could do 9,000 more cum logs. Sure, why the hell not? Can we change the name from cum logs? Because I really don't like the implied comma there as if I'm talking to Logan. God damn it. How many years would that be? Well, we do a show once a week, so. Yeah, how many more is 9,000 weeks? It's a few. How many years? 172 years. Whoops. All right, let's do it. (laughs) Fuck. No hiatuses. I wanted my summer break. I haven't had one since I was like 20 years old, man. You had one last year. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. We had a baby. 
Yeah, that's like a summer break. Well, if we do one a day, it would only be about 25 years. <laughs> Great. So around the time that I start suffering erectile dysfunction. I think if you get that far in life without suffering erectile dysfunction, you're doing pretty great, my man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's hedge our bets. We'll see how it goes. Hedge? <laughs> Fucking read! <laughs> <laughs> Keith shrieks around the tentacle in his mouth, seeing stars, body aching perfectly, then slumping in the tentacle's hold as he tried to recover from his orgasm. But the tentacles don't let up. They continue to drip with their fluid, keeping Keith warm and safe. Give me a longer read on the word fluid. They continue to drip with their fluid. Thank you. Keeping Keith warm and safe. (laughs) Healing his after orgasm ache. Fluid. He swallows the flu (laughs) from the tentacle in his mouth and feels his brain shut down completely at the tentacles. (laughs) Mercy, he whimpers, aching with need from the final thought. Man, at this rate, we'll never finish those 9,000 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as long as he doesn't take 40 minutes with the next one word, we'll still be on track. Don't do it! Keith. (laughs) Peach and Chet. (laughs) I just looked up after reading. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that? He lifts his head and sees a stunning young man standing before him. Naked as can be, hair white, eyes a beautiful blue in the yellow sky, grin triumphant. He feels himself growing wetter at the sight of the man alone. Keith. The call is more urgent. Could it be his name? The tentacle leaves his mouth and his whimpers at its loss. He stares at the young man before him, mouth watering as the tentacles continue to tease and caress him making him feel immense levels of pleasure. Oh, God. That man looks divine. (laughs) This cock keeps swirling and twitching, and it's so, so big. He keens and feels his legs being spread by the tentacles on them, reflecting his desires. Do you see something you like, Keith? The man asks. Fluid. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I see some fluid. (laughs) The man asks, a hand coming up to caress his face. I've been banned from the local Jiffy Lube for just going around and sucking up various fluids. (laughs) And then saying fluid. (laughs) I'm going to go play Mario Sunshine so that way I can spray fluid. Fluid. (laughs) Calm from the cool touch and nuzzles into it. Kissing the man's palm. Yes, sir. Very, very much. He gasps as a tentacle goes for his belly button, licking into it, sucking it. He whimpers from it, unable to focus on the man, closing his eyes. No. Open. He opens his eyes and stares at the man's face, wondering why he's so familiar. 
Why the mere sight of him makes him so wet. Why he wants this man specifically to want him desperately. Keith, do you remember my name? It's Lotor, the man states. No, you gotta say it in the Dr. Claw voice. <laughs> Keith, do you remember my name? It's Lotor. <laughs> it's Big Hands Hottie Cop. <laughs> <laughs> the man states, Master Lotor. He nods. Yes, Master. Master. Master smirks and brushes some of his black hair out of his face. Would you like me to make you feel good, Keith? I would like for you to make me a burrito. To fill you up like my perfect little cum slut. Yes, please fill up my burrito to the maximum. I'm very hungry. (laughs) Make you fat and around with my kits. Uh, Maybe not so much. (laughs) (laughs) He feels a shiver go through him at the word slut. And nods. Please, Master. Master smiles. Good boy. Woof. Yes, I am a good boy. Then kisses him. He keens as Master takes his mouth, licking into it, sucking his tongue, caressing his teeth, holding his face with his hands, stroking his cheekbones. He whimpers and moans, sucking back on Master's tongue, trying to caress and worship and touch him as he's being touched. Get wet. No, please. He feels his hole get wetter (laughs) in response to the command. Need in his gut growing stronger, aching badly. It's really awkward to hear you say this while reading the patrons chat. They're saying woof and rough. Yeah. <laughs> Master pulls away and smirks. My, my, look at you. You're in a right state, aren't you? Instead of a left. No, he's in Maryland. At least it's better than Florida. <laughs> he nods, whispering as a tentacle gives Before. his right nipple a harsher rub. Yes, yes, Master. I need you so bad, Master. Please. Master! Master smiles and lifts his head to the side. The tentacles move and shift until his dick is right in front of Master's face. His legs over Master's shoulders. His hands bound and held high in the air. Tentacles rubbing them to ensure he's comfortable. I don't know what universal shift has to happen to a line in order for us to tie this back to Mr. Burns singing Master of Puppets, but I'm glad that it happened. Mm-hmm. Val, you're up. Master blows on his dick. That's not how blowjobs work, steve <laughs> You don't tell me how I do my work. <laughs> he whimpers and tries to shift closer to him. Stay still. He freezes but can't stop panting and whimpering desperately. Hush now, love. Master gently rubs the inside of his left thigh. I'll make you feel good. Master wraps his mouth around his dick and sucks. Okay, you know what? I'm cutting you off, Sean. Again, do not criticize how I do a suck job. I was just going to mention it's like a Hoover. (laughs) You just got to be careful when you stick your dick in the vacuum cleaner. Tear it right off. (laughs) Yep. And then you become afraid of robots for the rest of your life. Yep. He keens and tries to struggle forward, desperate for more when a tentacle comes for his face and inside his mouth. 
He sighs in pleasure and sucks it greedily, desperate for the wonderful way it tastes and feels, gently thrusting inside his mouth. Another tentacle comes for his neck and keeps him in place like a collar. Master continues to suck, lick, blow on, play with, and do all manner of wonderful <laughs> things to his dick. And nothing sexual, it's just like blowing out a candle. No, he's playing bop it. Twist it. Pull it. <laughs> Suck it. Pass it. Blow it. Smash yeah. it. No, wait. Don't smash. Smash it. Smash it. <laughs> smash it. <laughs> Fatality. No, no, no. Um, pausing only to utterly utter praise him. Keith, you taste simply divine. Look at you, all tied up and doing exactly what I want you to. Such a good boy. Good boy. Yes, a good boy. Yes, I'm the goodest boy. <laughs> yes, I would like to play with the ball now. <laughs> you look so beautiful, full of my kits, fat and round, desperate for my cock all day long. My perfect little cum slut. I bet you'd love it if you could have more. Keith, you are so beautiful. You're all mine, love. My key, my slut, my good boy. Come. Good boy. He cries out and soaks Master's face, moaning as Master continues to suck and lick him through it all, cleaning up his dirty slut's mess. Master pulls back and the tentacles lower him so they're face to face, leaving his mouth to let him breathe. You're doing so well, Kate. I'm so proud of you. You've earned the right to swim in the deep end. We've counted you treading water for 30 seconds. <laughs> Here's a gold banana sticker. Oh, yay. Master smiles and kisses him quick. You've been so brave and honest. You've listened so well to me. He smiles and nods, moaning as a tentacle flicks into his belly button again. Thank you for coming to EB Games. Have a wonderful day. I did not give him that kind of fucking service working at EB Games. No. Thank you, Master. Thank you so much. Master craddles his face and he leans into it again, dazed. Craddles? <laughs> Dreidels? You made them out of clay. <laughs> <laughs> and when they're trying ready, oh, dreidel, I will play. Ever tried to play strip dreidel? Doesn't work so well. I've never played with a dreidel. You'll roll a nun, so that way everybody gets naked, and then you'll roll a hay, so everybody has to put on half their clothing. It's cumbersome. Have you played strip dreidel? Moving on. <laughs> well, you see, in order to play strip dreidel, one needs to have a dreidel and friends. <laughs> and people who are willing to take their clothes off in front of you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look up rules for strip dreidel. You spin it and it lands on something. And I'm like, shit, I can't read Hebrew. <laughs> Heb Magazine presents strip dreidel on Vimeo. I'm sorry, did you just say Heb Magazine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And not H-E-B? Groceries chain? H-E-E-B. Oh. Heeb Magazine presents Strip Dreidel on Vimeo. Nah, dog. Well. <laughs> Wait a minute, HuffPost has the eight rules of Hanukkah sex? Well. What? All right. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me what they are. Num <laughs> what are the eight rules? Number one, use your menorah to produce some romantic mood lighting. Don't do this. No, don't do it. <laughs> Number two, always have sex before you make the latkes. Number three, play strip spin the dreidel already ahead of you there. 
Number four, use parentheses non-cooking oil and parentheses in bed. Don't do this. Don't do that. (laughs) Number five, find a way to incorporate chocolate gelt into your sex life. Chocolate gelt? Gelt! Chocolate gelf. No, chocolate gelf. Chocolate gelf? Yeah, they're the chocolate coins you win by playing the dreidel. No, I'm, and they're not I'm still... good. They're a step below Neko wafers. That's not true. Wow, not that good is... Jewish candy? <laughs> Who would have thought? I'm still going to go with chocolate gelt. The Catholic version. You only think they're worse than Neko wafers because you like Neko wafers, you degenerate. Number six, give your partner a gift each night. (laughs) Number seven, if you're having sex for one, make sure to get some fantasy inspiration from... Sex for one? (laughs) Yeah. From the 2013 Nice Jewish Guys calendar. That's sad. <laughs> Number eight. Instead of smoking a post-coital cigarette, which we do not in any way encourage, eat a post-coital jelly donut. <laughs> Number nine. Write this all down in your cum log. <laughs> <laughs> this may be almost ten years old, but I appreciate this list. Who's the author? Emma Gray. I appreciate this. I don't like it, but... No, you don't have to like it to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Next time we have sex, Val, do it. just warn me. Tell me to not shove a handful of chocolate gelt into your vagina. Also, you should be taking out the good sheet with a hole in it. <laughs> we have one sheet set. Fuck you. <laughs> Why did you put a hole in your one sheet set? Well, obviously, so that they can have marital sex. Snarital sex. Snarital sex. Yes. When you place a bear trap in your sheets. Uh, Master cradles his face and he leans into it again. Dazed and so, so satisfied and happy. I forgot we were reading Voltron for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Keith, do you want a reward for your work? Master asks, smiling softly. Yes, get the dreidel out. No. <laughs> Do you want my cum inside you, filling you up, making your belly bulge? He nods mindlessly. Bulge. Oh, yes, my bad. Bulge. Licking at Master's fingers near his mouth. Please, Master, want to be fat and round with it? Master smiles. Of course, but we'll have to prepare you first. You deserve only the best. Here's a jelly donut. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> around. He gasps as he feels a tentacle slip down and down and down towards his hole, whimpering as it rubs its fluid over his body, playing with his mm, cock before start. Yes. <laughs> fluid. Before starting to slip inside his hole, oversensitive and out of his mind, he feels like he'll come again in a second. Don't come. Mm. On Eileen. Oh, I swear what I mean. He whimpers as his body mindlessly obeys and shrieks every time the tentacle inside him hits him right in the... Alright, give me your best non-sexy shriek. Ah! (laughs) I'm so glad Discord muted that. (laughs) Sean, it's your turn to give your best non-sexy scream. Uh. Damn it, I was gonna go with that. (laughs) Uh. Well, I can't yell. I don't want to wake up baby. I know. I know. All right, Sean, go ahead. I already did it. Oh, you want me to read? Yes, and I will read the next page, and then we will be done. Oh, Keith, look at you. Master praises. 
stroking his hair between his uh, behind his ear. You're doing so well, taking it all inside you. Take a look, dear. He looks down and cries out. It's only one tentacle, which is somehow hidden behind the other larger tentacles. His special <laughs> sand, special gold dust. Yeah, yeah, the special nightmare sand, uh, sand tentacle. But it's made him soaking again. His stomach is starting to bulgate. Beneficiary. And he's so close. Do you want another Keith? He's asking if he wants another Keith. Yeah, give me Keith David. Not another, comma, Keith, but he wants another Keith. Yeah. Like I said, and give I me Keith David. Ooh, well, I can't do Keith David. But no, very few people can do Keith David. Yeah, Master asks, tenderly running his hands over his shoulders. Also, oh my god, Woofy got me like a wafers! Why did you do this, Woofy? <laughs> I'm so excited to not eat the licorice flavored ones, but I'll eat the rest. You can just buy sidewalk chalk. Ooh. Is it cheaper? Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll buy your child's sidewalk chalk so he can eat that. Listen, just like Strong said, I really don't want to eat that and then get sick for a year and nearly die. I'm not going to allow you to ruin my godson's taste by feeding him <laughs> bullshit like Necco wafers. I ain't feeding him that. We're those feeding Necco him paste for me. and chalk like selfish. a real child, <laughs> not tape and Necco wafers. Those Necco wafers <laughs> are mine and Xavier can pry them out of my cold, dead fucking hands. And he shall. Yeah. Are you going to have him slay me in order to attain my power? Yes. Isn't that how patricide works? <laughs> and then he'll eat you, as his godfather did. Just bury me with the Necco wafers, then. Yes, bury all the Necco wafers. <laughs> how much does he... Keep reading, Sean. <laughs> how much is left? <laughs> <laughs> you look so happy with them inside you. Yes, I do look happy after eating chocolate Necco wafers. Making you feel all the good things you deserve to feel. He whimpers and thankfully the tentacles spread his legs, complying with its, his desires again. Yes, master. Please, master. I want more. I want them everywhere. Please. But this is exactly why I'm about to order an entire box of chocolate Necco wafers. Val, go slap Steve-o. <laughs> <laughs> master chuckles and, oh God, he wants to come so bad. What do you mean by everywhere, love? You have to use your words. <laughs> or you get nothing except for Necco wafers. I will be happy with this. He cries out and tries to spread his legs more. My mouth, my butt. <laughs> my pussy and my tut. <laughs> my womb. Please, Master. Master smiles. As you wish. <laughs> He cries out as two more tentacles take his hole, making him see stars. I'll make you a deal, Logan. All right. I know you're already very vehemently anti-Necco wafer. That's true. As one should be. I will film and create the follow-up to Hot Pocket using melted Necco wafers and a Hot Pocket. I didn't realize they melted. They don't. I will make it work. I thought they just disintegrate. Yeah, they're fucking powder, aren't they? Yeah, I will crush them up and stir them into a liquid. You're going to put that in a hot pocket? I thought you were going to snort it like Coke. I'm going to put a hot pocket in that. 
oh, 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 you gotta bread it, like, yeah, uh, let's bread it. cutlet, and then <laughs> deep fry it. Sure, why the fuck not? This is the inaugural episode of the cooking show. Great. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. He can feel them all inside of him. All three so big and twisting higher and higher and higher un until come. <gasps> Sorry, I didn't realize that the reason why NECA wafers are so cheap is because they reintroduced them in 2020. <laughs> reintroduce them? That's right, they realized that they were making less money off of sidewalk chalk and just made the fucking candy instead. Mmm, yeah, that checks out. He sobs as he comes again, the tentacles inside his hole, shooting their load into his wound, making the ball gay in his stomach grow bigger. A tentacle comes for his mouth, and he sucks it greedily, relaxing his throat, letting it fuck it like a toy. Like his master's little pet slut. More tentacles come. Ha. <laughs> and take turns. Fucking into his throat. But his mouth is always occupied and oh god. <laughs> the Neko wafers, oh god. It feels so good to be used like this. To do as his master says. To be full on both ends. Now everybody needs to say the next line. Come. <laughs> He mindlessly obeys, crying quietly as the tentacles continue to make him feel so good. So good! I would have done that if my throat wasn't so sore right now. <laughs> so, so wanted. Tentacles come for his ass, and he keens as one goes. Tentacles come for his ass, one opens its mouth. So <laughs> As one goes in without any preparation H, I guess, I don't know <laughs> It's so slick and warm It feels as if it's been in his womb yeah. But he knows none of them had left His stomach ball gaze more And he clenches down on them Desperate for more Please, more Cogs His orgasm isn't dry to his shock <laughs> He's just shooting out Neko Wafer dust. But he doesn't dare question it. More tentacles come for his ass, spreading him wider, opening him further, making him fuller and fuller house. <laughs> Another tentacle comes for his womb, and he just... One thought finally makes it through. He needs his master's come. He needs Lotor's come. He needs Lotor. He needs release. Almost at once, the tentacles ease away from him, allowing him to breathe, leaving him achy and empty and wanting so bad. The ones in his ears, his ears. Yeah. <laughs> I guess some people are not oral, some people are not oral. Ha ha. Keith, are you all right? Lotor asks, kneeling beside him. Keith pants for breath. Breath. Breath? Breath? Breath. Yeah. Breath. Breath. Reaching for Lotor. Lotor! Lotor takes his hand and gently kisses it, soothing his thumb over it. What color, love? Red means stop altogether. A truism! Mm -hmm. Yellow means give me a minute. I want to keep going. Green means go. Yellow. 
Keith looks up at Lotor, eyes still dilated and desperate with arousal. Hush, hush. Lotor gently picks up Keith, cradling him in his arms, keeping him as close as possible. You're doing so well, Keith. I'm so incredibly proud of you. The opposite of what happened the other day, when I wasn't mad, just disappointed. Oh, Daddy, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for being brave enough to tell me you wanted to try this. Thank you. Steve, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed you haven't updated your cum log lately. Well, let me finish this roll of NECA wafers, and then I'll go update it for you, all right? Steve, I'm disappointed in the fact that you joined NECA wafers. You could be disappointed in our entire friendship, then. Friendship? Friendship? Again? How is rock candy your favorite fucking candy? What is wrong with you? What isn't wrong with him? Ooh, I like the taste of just sugar. Just fucking pour a box of Domino in your fucking mouth. (laughs) <laughs> That's the second episode of the cooking show. <laughs> Me. Thank you so much for being honest about what you wanted. Thank you for letting me find you what you needed in this box of domino I'm pouring down your throat. Keith smiles and nuzzles into Lotor, taking a few breaths to calm himself. Do you want to finish this in the cabin? Lotor asks, preparing to stand up and carry Keith. There are cloths in a bag on his back. Keith pants and feels the heat still pulsing through him, the memories of being utterly at his lover's mercy, helping it continue. Memories of asking for this and requesting it to be erased from his mind, so he may be surprised. Memories of older scenes and moments between the two of them. What? Memories of other scenes, not older. Of other scenes and moments between the two of them. Innocent and intimate. Small smiles and half-asleep confessions. Angry tempers and busted lips. Hold on! It's a hate fuck. (laughs) Alright. Bruised egos and humbled apologies. Teamwork and shared failures. Soft sobs and comforting touches. A thousand praises. A chance. Keith nods. Lotor smiles and kisses his forehead. Good boy, Keith. You're my good boy. No, thank you, Richard Nixon. (laughs) Keith preens under the praise. Thank you, Mr. President. (laughs) Later, Later that night, after finally banging out all the tentacle plants' aphrodisiac effect, Using methods from oral to riding along with a hot bubble bath and gentle touches, the two collapse in bed together. And the bed collapsed. (laughs) They were in a Murphy bed. They just kind of sandwiched out there, didn't they? (laughs) It snaps up into place. (laughs) It's like Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Keith snuggles (laughs) up the Lotor and lets out a breath. Today was more than I could have dreamed of Lotor. Thank you so much for keeping me safe and guiding me through all that. Lotor wraps him up in his arms, pulls the blankets up to keep him warm. It was an honor, Keith. Not many have ever felt truly okay with being that honest with me about what they want and need. 
I'm so grateful you felt like you could tell me about it. How many people are uncomfortable right now? Raise your hand. Me. I don't know. I'm kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect moment, at least according to Logan. This is his chance. Lotor kisses his forehead and runs his fingers through Keith's hair, scratching his scalp slightly. I love you, Keith. Keith smiles and tilts his head enough to kiss Lotor's hand, smiling as if Lotor himself hung the stars in the sky. I love you too. Lotor's eyes widen. Keith fleshes and his sleepy smile turns sheepish. Bah. <laughs> too much emotions for one day? Lotor starts to cry. I never wanted to hear Richard Nixon crying, but I guess I'll have to try. <laughs> and smiles with his whole body, wrapping Keith up in his arms and rolling them to have Keith on his back. <laughs> yes, and now I'm going to punish you. Lotor starts tickling Keith's sides, underarms, anywhere he can get. Keith squirms and gasps in his hold, begging for mercy, laughing freely. The night dissolves into a tickle fight that finally... What an ending! Dissolves into a tickle, tickle fight! fight. <laughs> that finally <laughs> ends when Keith gets Lotor on his back, his hands on Lotor's heaving chest. Lotor, with his arms around Keith's waist, the two smiling competitively at each other. Give up, Keith demands. Lotor hums as if thinking about it. For now... What price must I pay for losing my love? A kiss to the victor is all. Keith declares, eyes staring at Lotor in adoration. Lotor's grin turns soft as his heart melts. Fair enough. The two share an innocent kiss. When they stop, they still stare at each other with stars in their hearts and moons in their eyes. Like a whole pizza pie. <laughs> Just a bunch of butts mooning eyes across. I love you, Lotor, <laughs> and your buddy eyes, Keith declares, so happy to finally have said it. Lotor brushes some hair behind Keith's ear. I love you too, Keith. <laughs> the two rest their foreheads together, settling into the mattress and each other's arms. Head cannon, they're still stuck in the Murphy bed. <laughs> they sleep like logs for the entire night. No, they sleep like cum logs. But Logan doesn't sleep, so it doesn't count. Yeah. It's not capitalized, so it can't be our deity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's gonna take me a moment to pull up the patrons list because I redid my entire fucking browser the other day. What did you redo it as? Are you finally off of Opera? No, it's still Opera. I just had to reset all the data because it was starting to hiccup on me. Yeah, it's probably because it's Opera. Yeah. <sighs> We're not getting into a tickle fight. Thank you to our patrons, especially our gentle guardians, Angel Bane, Chirpy, Santa Grimnar, the judge, the jury, and the Exegutter, a Skylander starter kit that's been sitting on a dollar store shelf since 2019, Richard Pryor, Epidel, two-time, two-time world heavyweight champion, Matthew J. Be good at show. Good job. I'm getting better. Be good now. Hold it's on. It's only been 11 seasons. I know, right? Yes, but... Uh, you said but. Chocolate guilt circumcision brownies shaped like Dodge Caravans next up on 
Laufgerahn and Fatifatinifushwish Kitchen Cumlog, which now needs to be the name of our show. Disambiguity discussed as Don plays Epidel, Grass Dragon, Richard Pryor, Santa Grimnar. I'll just cut out the duplicates. Two-time, two-time world heavyweight champion Matthew J. And a super special thanks to our Bullgate beneficiaries, Evan Don, Dump Truck Treg Borschwitz, Evan Baumel, Miri, Razor Flood, Terez, Wage. I want to be Steve-O now. Now I want to be David. <laughs> <laughs> Moonchild is back, baby. I come spelled as you think it is back as the treasure nut hunter. And this joke that went on so long, it hit the Patreon name limit and can't be longer. Trust me, I tried is S tier. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> one more episode, one more till the break, and then I no longer have to read about fatifin. <laughs> No, I mean, you'll still probably have to. <laughs> Are we going to have to read the patrons list on the cooking show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck! <laughs>